It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it through another weekend. Welcome to Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Anything happen this weekend? I wasn't uh, paying a whole lot of attention. I, I, I joke, of course. M&M Carnage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. The Thornton's text line is open as always at 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's. North Carolina, Kansas will be in the national championship game tonight. You're welcome if you listen to my advice. Now, if you bet the women's game, I'm not going to apologize. Because if you're betting on women's college basketball, eh, maybe you might want to check and see if you have a problem. I did bet the women's Final Four on Friday night. I gave you Louisville plus the eight. That did not go well. I gave you Stanford against UConn giving a point and a half. That did not go well. I did tell you on Friday South Carolina would beat Louisville and would win the national championship. So I got that part of it right. That part of the Tim Tam Tavern bucket of picks I got right. And I told you, Kansas, I did not believe Villanova could muster up enough fight without Justin Moore in the lineup. They were just overmatched. It turned out to be the case. Kansas led 10-0 and never led by fewer than six after that. Although I give Villanova and Jay Wright credit. It was a 19-point lead. They did cut it to six with just over six minutes to go. But Kansas, four-point favorite, they win it easily, 81-65. And I told you, North Carolina, money line, they win the game outright. That game could have gone either way, obviously. Took the four points and on a separate ticket, money line, North Carolina. So a good weekend for me. Tar Heels, 81, Duke, 77. We'll get to the Masters. It's still three days away. Will Tiger play? Won't Tiger play? He called it a... Game time decision. There's not a game. It's a tea time, so it's actually a tea time decision. Major League Baseball begins Thursday. Uh, Louisville Bats Media Day is today and tonight. I'll be there for that. A lot going on this week. Oscar Shebway wins the Naismith Trophy, becoming the second Kentucky Wildcat to do that. Uh, is Cal headed to the Lakers? Question mark. Is Nolan Smith going to be on the staff at Louisville? Question mark. We will uh, delve into all of that. We begin with North Carolina and Duke. Well, how could you not? 81-77. So Mike Krzyzewski, um, arguably the greatest coach in the history of college basketball, 13 Final Fours, more than anybody, loses his first ever game to North Carolina as a head coach, his last home game to North Carolina as the head coach, and his last game to North Carolina as the head coach. I give the Blue Devils a lot of credit. When Carolina beat them in the last game of the regular season in Cameron, put up almost 100 points, you did not see Duke going to the Final Four. I didn't. I didn't think they were that good. After Paolo Bancaro, I didn't think it was a very good basketball team, but somehow, some way, they got 
a two seed. They got to the Final Four. They didn't have to play Gonzaga. And I'm not saying they wouldn't have beaten Gonzaga, but they didn't have to play anybody seeded higher than them. In fact, Carolina as an eight seed wasn't even close to being a two seed. By the way, if Carolina wins tonight, they will be they will tie for the highest seed or lowest seed, I guess I should say, ever to win a national championship. Villanova did it in 1985 when they beat Patrick Ewing in Georgetown in Rupp Arena, by the way. But Coach K leaves the game with 1,202 victories, 368 losses. He was 50 and 48 in his career against North Carolina. You know the only team he has a losing record against at Duke? Minimum of, I don't know, 10 games, I think it is? Louisville. Louisville's 9 and 8 against Coach K. Maybe they don't want John Shire showing up. Maybe they liked playing against Coach K. Maybe that's why Nolan Smith is going to be moving to Louisville. Caleb Love, 28 points for the Tar Heels on Saturday night. He was incredible, and he took the shot of the weekend. 75-74 lead, Carolina coming down the floor. Duke has just missed two free throws that would have given them the lead. And you don't run clock. You get a high screen from Leaky Black. And he jacked it up. And it reminded me of the Chris Jenkins Villanova shot that actually beat Carolina in the national championship game a few years ago. Yeah, a couple of dribbles, get a high screen, you know, get some space, get some air, jack it up. And he bottomed it out to give Carolina a 78-74 lead late. They win it 81-77. It'll be the 12th title game for the Tar Heels as they go for their seventh title. Armando Baycott, I'm interested tonight to see how he is physically. Again, rolled an ankle. Now, I've seen more rolled ankles from players, including LeBron about a week ago. Um, These guys turn their ankles now, coming down, landing on usually a teammate, and you roll the ankle. It's been a bad month for rolled ankles. It just has. We'll see how he recovers because he he was helped off the court. Then he limped back through the tunnel toward the locker room. And then he ran back out with a little less of a limp. But you could still tell, even as he was gathering in his 21st rebound, that it was really bothering him. It was really bothering him. And you could tell. We'll see if he's healthy tonight. Um, I'll give you my picks later. I'm going to pick the game and pick the over-under. If you follow the show at all, you know who I'm going to pick. right? You know who I'm going to pick. You know who I ride and die with Carolina this whole tournament. I was in Indianapolis watching Kentucky get beat by St. Peter's. And about this, I think it was before that game, I think it was earlier in the day, Carolina was just destroying Marquette. Destroying them. And a, a good Marquette team. Shaka Smart, I thought, did a great job with this Marquette team, and Carolina was beating them to a pulp. And I tweeted out, is Carolina dangerous? I picked them to beat Baylor uh, in the second round, the one-seed Baylor Bears. They did, and I've ridden them ever since. I can't see me stopping tonight, but I'll give you the pick in the final segment. The over-under is 152.5. 152.5. 
Uh, one of these teams averages 82. One of them averages 77. So I did the math. That's 159 points. Both overs covered on Saturday, by the way. That helped my parlay. I will say that. In the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16, there are 12 games during the Elite Eight. During the Sweet 16, you got eight games. During the Elite Eight, you got four games. In those 12 games, 11 of the 12 point totals went under. Incredible. Unreal. You know, good defense, pressure of the tournament, uh, poor shooting, slowing the game down, both teams. That happens. That happens a lot when you get to, to March. But this weekend, both games went over the total. And the Carolina-Duke total was 152, I believe. They got it to 158. Kansas and Nova went well over the total early. So tonight, 152.5. All right, I'll, I'll flip a coin in the break. Texture Indiana Larry says, both teams are cheaters. All right. See, this is jealousy. This is when jealousy comes out. Right? I don't care. I saw a great game on Saturday night uh, in the preliminary round, I guess the JV game, which it's not, but the JV game was Villanova-Kansas. Kansas jumps out 10-0. Uh, really, I give Villanova, as I said, a lot of credit for, for trying to fight back. But a, a really good Final Four here. Really good Final Four. Blue blood teams, elite teams. I don't care that you think or anybody thinks, well, you know, uh, the NCAA did their job. They wouldn't be there. Carolina went through 10 years of academic fraud and got away with it. Got away with it. Kansas has five level one violations hanging in the balance right now. I mean, the charges were three years ago, but it's the NCAA, so maybe seven years from now we'll get an answer. I don't care. I look forward to this game tonight. Now, I need a nap. It's 9.20 in the p.m., and I, I rail about this every year. I guess I should be used to it. It happens every year. Don't be surprised. It's like World Series games. There are, there are no day games in the World Series anymore, not like the 70s. Not like the early 80s when you could get an early afternoon Thursday day game in the World Series. You don't have it anymore. Money, television. It's all about money and television. That's why, and I'll get to this, if you're a Mets fan, you can't find the Mets game Friday night unless you subscribe to Apple+. Plus. I know, Apple TV. Oh, God. Or Amazon. I don't know. I think it's Apple. It's all about the money. This game is at 920 because from 9 to 920, because when you look at your TV listings, it says 9 o'clock, right? 9 o'clock. Game's not starting until 920. Get ready for it. We've got to get some commercial breaks in. We have to have Lily from AT&T telling us about all the all the savings you can get by turning in your old phone. We got to have Lily. We got to have the Charles Barkley, Sam Jackson, Spike Lee, 
commercials about how they got to New Orleans. I'm sure it'll be a new one tonight. I hope it's a new one. They're funny. We got to see the commercials about how not to become your parents. Those are those are gold. But because of the cash influx for advertising, we will not start this game until 9:20. This game will probably not end before 11:30 p.m. on a Monday night. It it's nothing different than it hasn't been for the last 20 years. 20 years at least. I'd like to go back and see when the last NCAA championship game started before 9 p.m. Because it's been a while. So if you want to rail on the fact that Alabama, uh, Alabama, wow, this is not football. North Carolina had academic fraud and Kansas is waiting to hear about five level one allegations. Go ahead. I don't care. I don't. You can care. Kentucky fan probably saying it. Oh, here no, here's what Kentucky fan is saying. Yeah, we killed both of these teams. Don't don't that's not a good brag. This is not a good brag. We beat Kansas by 18 in in uh in Lawrence. We beat Carolina by, I don't know, 30, 25 on a neutral site. You lost to St. Peter's. You lost to the MAAC fourth-place team who lost to Iona twice. You lost in Indianapolis in front of a blue-clad crowd to the St. Peter's Peacocks. There is no bragging about beating Kansas and Carolina here. It's, It's deaf ears. You would rather have lost by 20 in Lawrence and lost by 20 to Carolina and been in the game tonight. There's the truth. Now, well, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It is a fact. It's also a fact that the Kentucky women are one of two teams to beat South Carolina this year. Do you think that matters? It matters a little that they won the SEC championship. That's a nice little notch for Kyra Elsey. It's a nice little trophy. But you've had four players put themselves in the transfer portal in the last two weeks. And you got knocked out of the NCAA tournament early. And South Carolina, congratulations, wins a national championship. Well, Kentucky, women and men beat both of the national champions. So what? So what? Who cares? Texter says Louisville took Carolina to overtime. Nothing matters. Nothing matters except getting to the Final Four. And I've said this over and over and over and over again. Texter, same texture reminds me of 2014. UConn won the title. Louisville blew them out three times that year. He's right. It doesn't matter. And I've said this a hundred times on this program. The goal should always be get to the Final Four. Whatever happens in the Final Four is a is a crapshoot. It's a coin flip. You never know what's going to happen. Ask NC State Houston 83. Ask Georgetown Villanova 85. Ask Baylor and Gonzaga last year. It doesn't matter until you get to the Final Four. Celebrate a Final Four appearance because that's what you should celebrate. 
Duke could have just as easily won that game Saturday night. If Caleb Love misses that shot, if Mark Williams hits one of the two free throws he misses, here's the stat that blew me away. Here's the stat from that game that I had to relook up twice because I didn't believe it. Duke lost that game. The Blue Devils had four turnovers. Four. You have four turnovers, you don't lose. You don't. Carolina had 10 turnovers. You don't lose if you have four turnovers. Guess what? They lost. The randomness of a one-and-done in the NCAA tournament, that's that's what's beautiful about it. It's not a three-game series. It's not a five-game series. If Carolina and Duke played a seven-game series, it'd be 3-3 going to the last game, and we'd have the same coin flip crapshoot. We'll talk more about Kansas and Villanova. I'll give you the picks uh, in the game tonight. MLB starts Thursday. Does it, is anybody excited? I'm more excited about the bats getting to play this year. Remember, minor league baseball was shut down. Bats will open tomorrow night at Slugger Field against the St. Paul Saints, AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. And minor league baseball is doing something really interesting this year. It's brand new. And I'll discuss it after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. You can uh, hit me up on the Eminem Cartage hotline, 502 384 1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 1450. Thorne's text line open as well, 502 414 1450. 414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. Nothing better than savings on fuel right now, I can tell you that. So visit our friends at Thornton's. Uh, don't forget the Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 around with a 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake. Under $25 around. Cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. Speaking of golf, is Tiger going to play this week? He called it a game-time decision. He showed up again at Augusta yesterday. Uh, to go through, as he called them, preparations and practice to try and compete in the Masters. And he called it a game-time decision. Now, people are saying, oh, he's got to let them know now because you got to let somebody else in. That's not how the Masters works. The Masters has invited everybody that's going to play. If 10 guys drop out between now and Thursday, they're not adding 10 people to play. They're not adding one person to play. The invite list is it. Tiger, as a former champion, is automatically invited every year. Uh, so he's not taking a spot here. He just has a spot. And he'll decide, I'm going to guess he'll wait till Wednesday night, Thursday morning, see what the weather's like. They're supposed to get rain in Augusta Thursday. 60% chance, and then clear out for the weekend. 
Um, I don't know if that makes a difference because, as I mentioned, this is a this is the most hilly course that these guys are going to play on for the most part because there are no flatlands at Augusta National Golf Course. There are no flatlands. If you're walking on that course, you are either going downhill or you are going uphill or you are going side hill. There are no flat spots at Augusta. Very few on the greens. That's about it. And some of those are tilted. I think he plays. Um, he's fifty to one now. He was sixty to one a week ago. He's now fifty to one to win the Masters. I think he should be ten to one whether he plays. Ten to one that he that he does that he plays. And because this is an amazing story if he comes back from that wreck from 14 months ago where he almost lost his life. Uh, I heard a comparison to Alex Smith, the former Washington quarterback, former Kansas City Chief quarterback. He had the horrific leg injury. He almost lost his leg. Uh, months and months of recovery, and he returned to play for Washington and went 5-1 and one as a starting quarterback and then retired and just said, look, I just wanted to prove I could do it. I think Tiger's in the mode of, I just want to prove I can do it. I want to go out there and play. I want to make it to the weekend. Maybe he makes the cut and then withdraws and says, you know what, I did what I wanted to do. Not going to win, uh, but I made the cut. Or maybe he doesn't make the cut. Or maybe he plays Thursday, shoots a 75, and says, you know what, I'm done. But I've proven that I can actually play this game again. I will tell you who wants him to play. ESPN wants him to play. Sponsors that have paid to run commercials on ESPN and CBS this weekend, they want him to play because less than half of the people that are going to watch if Tiger plays will watch if Tiger doesn't play. Does that make sense? Tiger's playing. You're tuned in. Now, I heard a caller on another show today say, I hope he doesn't play because he's going to take away from the guys who could really win the tournament because TV coverage is going to be all about Tiger the entire time he's on the course and even when he's off the course. Well, let's go back and look at Tiger's round this morning. Or let's get ready for Tiger's round this afternoon. That's a that's kind of a fair statement. I don't think the other players care. I don't think the other players are not wanting Tiger Woods to play so that the camera will be on them. Those guys want to just go out and play good golf. I mean, if I'm Patrick Cantlay or Xander Shoffley or Justin Thomas, A, I don't want to be paired with Tiger Woods because it's a zoo. I don't want to be in the same group, same threesome. And B, good. Show Tiger Woods. Meanwhile, I'm out here shooting a 66, 67. Nobody's paying any attention, and I've got the clubhouse lead. So I would say the guys on tour want him to play as long as they're not in the same group as him because that will be a circus. Can you imagine – the size of the crowd. Now, Masters is limited as far as spectators are concerned. The Masters is not about making money. That's why a pimento cheese sandwich is $1.50 and a beer is $2.50 or $2.75. They're not about making money. They're about showing you who they are. They, you know, Remember the year where they, uh, I think they have two television sponsors, Cadillac 
And one other one, AT&T maybe. They don't care. They want four minutes of commercials every hour. That's all they allow. They don't care about the money. So CBS cares about the money. ESPN cares about the money. The Masters itself couldn't care less. I remember a few years ago, they almost didn't run commercials. The commercials, uh, you know, they were accused of being a sexist group, a racist group. And the chairman said, all right, we just won't have commercials. We don't care. They don't care. They don't care. There's some old white snobs that are members of the Masters, and that is the way it is. I think he plays. I hope he plays. It's better for the game. It's more fun to watch when he is playing. Now I will say this. I want to see Justin Thomas's shots, and I want to see Ricky Fowler's shots, and I want to see Bryson DeChambeau's uh, tee shots and Jordan Spieth's chips. I don't just want to watch the Tiger show for four hours or six hours or however long they're on. I love watching greatness. Tiger's great, always has been. Uh, it'll be interesting to see him swing a golf club. I do want to see it, but I don't want to see it for four and a half hours. I want to see everybody play, and that's not what they're going to do. That's not what ESPN's going to do. If Tiger plays, you're going to see every shot Tiger hits. I said this Friday. If a guy's putting for a 61 on 18 and Tiger's three over hitting his third shot at 15, we're going to see Tiger shot live, and we're going to see the putt for a 61 from another golfer on tape delay. That's just the way it is. Get used to it. All right, Kansas and Villanova the other night. Uh, I know it was the JV game or the preamble or the, uh, the appetizer, if you will, but it was just as important as this other game. Kansas, uh, again, does Carolina overlook Kansas tonight? That win Saturday was so emotional for the, for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Hubert Davis is crying. The, the players are crying. It would be human nature for these young guys, and remember, keep that in mind, these are young people, to have a letdown tonight. It would be completely understandable. We just we just ended Coach K. He he was there forty two years. He's got more wins than anybody. He, this is our arch rival. Did you see the streets of Chapel Hill? Did you see the arena at Chapel Hill? The students stormed the arena at Chapel Hill. There were no players there. There were no coaches there. There were no there was no game there. They stormed the court. They were burning couches outside. You're not supposed to burn the couches until you win the title. Have some etiquette here. This game, to the fans, was bigger than the national championship game. But if they lose tonight, even though they're an eight seed and a four-point underdog, if they lose tonight, they will still remember beating Coach K in his last game but it will be bittersweet. It's like the uh, USA hockey team in 1980. Everybody remembers they beat Russia, right? 
Everybody remembers the college kids from the USA beat the juggernaut Soviet national ice hockey team in Lake Placid in New York. I'll bet you you can tell me if you were aware of it. I'll bet you can tell me if you're old enough where you were. I know where I was. I know where I was. That game was not on live television. I was at a high school basketball game, St. X at Seneca, and the announcement was made at halftime that the USA had beaten the Soviet Union in hockey. I'll never forget it. I went home. I watched it that night. It was on tape delay. I watched it the next morning. It was on again on tape delay. Nobody remembers that that was not the gold medal game. The U.S. still had to beat, was it Finland? I, I mean, I, I can't even remember. I think it was Finland. If they don't beat Finland, they may not even get a bronze medal. If they don't beat Finland that next day. No, I think they would have gotten at least a bronze. It's it, I know it's the gold medal game, but just because if you lose, then there's a point differential, all this stuff. They had to beat Finland. And still, they did beat Finland. Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers it. They won the gold medal. Everybody says, hey, beat Soviet Union, won the gold medal. There's a middle thing in there. You're forgetting. You're leaving it out. If Carolina wins tonight, seventh national championship, right? Seventh national championship. That's great. Beat Kansas, another blue blood. Everybody's going to go, hey, remember when they beat Duke? Ten years from now. Yep, ten years ago, beat Duke. Won the national championship? Yeah, beat Duke, won the national championship. There's a middle thing in there. And if you lose to Kansas, Herb Brooks famously said to his hockey team, if you lose to Finland, you'll take it to your bleeping grave. Before they went out on the ice. And they were losing after two periods and came back and won. That's If I'm Hubert Davis, I start that with that tonight. If you lose to Kansas tonight, you'll take it to your grave. You won't even remember beating Duke Saturday. You lose this game tonight, you take it to your grave. Now, that's not the truth. That's a fabrication. They're never going to forget beating Duke. Armando Baycott and Caleb Love and Puff Johnson, Puff Daddy Johnson, and all of those Tar Heels, R.J. Davis, they're never going to forget beating Duke. But they would not forget losing to Kansas either. Kansas is good, 33-6. and six. David McCormick was the difference the other night. He had uh, 25 points and nine rebounds. Ajabi, uh, All-American, had 21. Nova shot 38.5%, and Kansas shot 53.7. That's all you need to know about that game. That's all you need to know. Kansas hit more than 50% of their threes, uh, 10 of 13 from the line. They out-rebounded Villanova. Villanova was lucky to be within six with six minutes to go. Let's be honest. Both teams hit 13 three-pointers. Um, so Kansas and Carolina tonight, I'm excited. Again, got to take a nap. 920 is late. Got to have a nap, old man nap. 
But I do, I, you know, this is the end of the college basketball season. Going to start talking baseball, going to start talking NBA. Um, you know, start talking uh, a little Kentucky Derby stuff. And again, I'm going to start having movie Thursday again. Why not? I will take a break, come back. Uh, the minor league baseball season will be underway tomorrow. The Bats host the St. Saint Paul Saints. Minor league baseball is doing a very interesting thing this year that I've, I haven't seen before. It's got to be brand new. I've never heard of it before. But it's a, it's, it's a money saver, and I think they should do it. I think it's fantastic. I'll tell you what that is. Oscar Shebway won the Naismith Memorial Trophy, second Wildcat to do that. We'll talk about that. The Butler Bulldogs have a new head coach up in Indianapolis. I'll tell you who that is. Masters Week, MLB Thursday, all kinds of stuff to still get to. And I'll give you my picks for the national championship game tonight. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline still open, 502 384 1450. 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, give me your winners tonight as well. Or you can do that through the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Last chance to get your text into the show at 502 414 1450. Big X Golf Card features Chariot Run. Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play those great courses. Under $25 a round, cart included, with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio gift card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Supplies are limited. Get your Big X Sports Radio golf card today. Um. Couple news and notes here. Oscar Naismith won the Naismith Oscar Naismith. Oscar Shebway won the Naismith Award as the best college basketball player in the country. He's the second Kentucky Wildcat to do it. Um, Anthony Davis did it in 2012. Is he coming back? Uh CBS Sports uh, had an interview with him yesterday after he won the award. Um I don't know. He sounded like a guy that's on his way out. Now, he said the same thing he's been saying forever, which is, you know, it's up to God. I'm putting it in God's hands. Let's wait and see. God has a plan. I get all that. Um, You know, people want to know. People want to know, are you coming back? That's it. And uh, the longer it takes, I will say this about this decision. The longer it takes, I think it's a better chance he actually comes back. If he's going to go, go. If he's undecided right now, then okay, big blue nation, now you have a chance to get him back. He can't play. Okay. He can't have numbers any better than he had this season. He added a jump shot. His rebounding totals were off the charts. He was the best player on the floor almost every night that he played. His energy and uh, his drive, his motor – were unmatched by any opponent, anywhere, anytime. I don't know what he can add to his game for the next level. Now, I don't know where he's projected. I think he's a second-round projection. He's not tall enough to be a center. The NBA apparently doesn't even care about having centers anymore. Who's the best center in the NBA? Nikola Jokic? He shoots threes. 
Oscar's not shooting any threes. So I don't know what he can do other than get taller to help his NBA draft stock. Uh, I don't want him out there shooting threes to help his NBA draft stock because if I'm Calipari, I think that hurts my team a little bit. Speaking of who's coming back and who's not, Mike James announced today, uh, in fact, in the last hour, that he will be back at Louisville. Remember, Mike James he drew rave reviews last year and then got hurt in the preseason, didn't play all year. Uh, he joins Sidney Curry, L. Ellis, as uh, now three guys at Kenny Payne, going to keep on campus. Matt Cross last week, late last week, put his name in the transfer portal. Uh, and the big question right now, if you're Louisville, who's the staff going to be? Right? Is Kenny finally going to get a staff? We are one game away from the season being over. Now, Rick Bozich is reporting today that uh, Kenny Payne has now t- spoken with Nolan Smith and Nolan Smith, Duke assistant, son of legendary Cardinal Derek Smith, the late Derek Smith, will be on staff at Louisville. It's just a matter of, of uh, when they can get him to Louisville and get the deal done. Remember, Nolan Smith took all of his Duke information off of his uh, social media accounts about a week and a half ago. It was one of those bizarre moves where you go, well, something's going on here. All right, Bats Media Day is tonight. I'll be there. Uh, 6.30, I think they have an open practice, an open, uh, I guess, batting practice and watch them shag some fly balls. If you're a fan, you're not doing anything tonight, 6.30, you can go to Louisville Slugger Field. Probably, uh, you know, kids can get some autographs, I'm guessing, and, uh, you know, watch a little little practice before the season gets started tomorrow. The bats start open with the St. Paul Saints tomorrow night. It is a six-game series. I love that minor league baseball is doing this because it cuts down on travel. If you're going to play the St. Paul Saints six times, at home and six times on the road, that's four road four trips there, right? You go to St. Paul for three games. They come to your place for three. You go back to there. No, we're not going to do that this year. We're going to have six-game series. Never seen it. I love it. So, basically, for the first three months of the season, you're playing Tuesday through Sunday, six-game series, Mondays, in April, May, June, the Bats have Monday off. The rest of the month, the rest of the days of the week, they play every day. So they open with St. Paul at home tomorrow. Then next Tuesday, they go to Omaha. Then the following Tuesday, they return home for a six-game set against the Iowa Cubs. Then they go to Colorado, go to Indianapolis, or Columbus, excuse me, go to Indianapolis, come back home for Toledo, then then you go to Nashville, come back home for Omaha. I mean, you have six-game series. Uh, it's great. Fantastic. I don't know why the majors doesn't do this. Major leagues don't do this. You're cutting down on travel, which means for these minor league teams especially, you're cutting down on expenses. That's what you're, that's what you're getting to here. Um, I love it. You got a whole week. You got a whole week where you can pick a game to go to, or if you're a fan, you know I can I can go on Thursday. I'm going to go every Thursday. Well, you know what? You're going to go every other Thursday because that's when they're home. Every other Thursday, every other Tuesday, every other Saturday. 
Um, I'll talk more about the bats tomorrow after this media thing. They're supposed to send me the uh, roster. I haven't gotten it yet. Chris Robinson, who's the new uh, the new uh, media rep for the bats, he said, uh, yeah, I'm going to send that roster out as soon as I get it uh, tomorrow, meaning today. He sent this out last night. So I'm just waiting to get the roster. I don't think Deion Sanders is on the roster. That'd be great. I know Joey Votto's. They're not sending down Joey Votto. All right, uh, Thad Mata, new head coach at Butler University. The Butler Bulldogs announced the uh, signing of the former Ohio State coach. So uh, there you go. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Thad Mata taking over at Butler. Javel Jordan was uh, – Sarah uh, unceremoniously fired a former player at Butler who coached uh, five seasons. I thought he'd get a six year. They were 14 and 18 this year. He did not. Texter tells me the six game series was in play last year. Okay. I missed it. I missed a lot in the last three years. Right. I did a whole lot of staying in the bunker. Didn't go to a lot of uh, events. I was so happy this year to go to Louisville basketball, Kentucky basketball, Louisville women's basketball games. Uh, and I'm looking forward to go, getting out to some bats games. Six-game series. I love it. Fantastic. Um, before I get to the NBA, uh, this is part NBA, is Cal going to the Lakers? Because you know what? Guess, guess what time of year it is. John Calipari speculation month. That's what we've started in April. It's John Calipari speculation month which nba jobs are going to be open which ones would cal maybe have an interest in well the lakers job is going to be open it is a premier job there is no more of a spotlight on an nba coach than there is in los angeles maybe the knicks tom thibodeau is probably going to get fired after being coach of the year last year the knicks have taken a step back but Lakers, LeBron, Cal and LeBron have a relationship. Anthony Davis won him a title at Kentucky. Winyan Gabriel is on that team. Who knew? So get ready for it. The Lakers lost again yesterday to Denver. They lost to New Orleans Friday night at home. They lost to Denver yesterday, 129 to 118. And now it begins because the Lakers are on the verge of being eliminated from playoff contention. No NBA games tonight. They always take this night off in the league to uh, allow the college game to have one shining moment. But the Lakers are another Spurs win or another Laker loss pretty much away from being eliminated. And then then it starts, right? I mean, the rumor... Mills kind of kicked in yesterday. Hey, Cal might be interested. Cal Cal, uh, has told people that if they ask, he will talk to them. Frank Vogel's out. He's not going to be back next year. I'm surprised he lasted this long this season. But you got to remember this. You got to remember this if you're John Calipari, if you're any coach wanting to go into the Lakers situation. You got to remember this. You're not making the decisions. LeBron James is making the decisions. 
Rob Palenka, the general manager, is consulting with LeBron to see if these moves are okay. John Calipari is going to want control here. He's going to want to be able to bring in players, sign who he wants, and get the Lakers and the Bus family to put up the money and get the players that he wants in there. And he may not agree with what LeBron wants in there. LeBron, remember, wanted Russell Westbrook. How's that working out? Not good. Not good. LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. LeBron got Russell Westbrook. Next year, guess what? LeBron's going to want somebody else. You got Anthony Davis. You got Russell Westbrook. You got Malik. Oh, Malik Monk. Hey, I mean, it's a U.K. reunion. Monk, Gabriel, Davis. I had uh, the Todd father, big Laker fan, text me, we don't want Calipari. Now, he's a Louisville fan, too, so keep that in mind. Not a big Cal fan. I don't disagree with that. I'm not sure it's a marriage made in heaven. I think maybe it would have been uh, when when uh, LeBron first came to the Lakers. I think maybe then Calipari coming in might have been a match, but now I'm not sure. I'm not sure Cal wants that headache. That's a headache. Kentucky job's a headache, too. That's a real headache now. Because at Kentucky, you're the boss. In the NBA, players are the bosses. You're not the boss. You're not the boss in, in L.A. LeBron's the boss. Anthony Davis is probably the second boss. Rob is the third boss. And then the Bus family is the fourth boss. But this is what you're going to hear now. As soon as Frank Vogel gets fired, which I would imagine would be as soon as the regular season ends, get ready for it if you're a member of Big Blue Nation because that's what you're going to hear. Is Cal interested in the Lakers? Oh, he's already said he'd listen. Uh Uh-oh. I saw that report today. Calipari open to discussions with the Lakers. His buyout is incredibly high. I don't know, $50 It's incredibly high. Lakers don't care. They want him, they'll pay it. If they want him, they will pay it. The question is, and this is really the only question you have to answer, does LeBron James want John Calipari to be his coach? Because if he doesn't, this is a moot point. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Did you see what Emmanuel quickly did for the Knicks yesterday? 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, triple-double, and the Knicks win over Orlando. Uh, His first career triple-double. I think there have been 87 triple-doubles this year. Remember when it was a thing? It was a big deal to get a triple-double? It's not anymore. It's just not. Quickly, 20-10-10, and the uh, Knicks with a big win yesterday. I'll talk more NBA tomorrow. We'll recap the national championship game. My picks, I'm going to say Carolina wins the game outright, although I am going to take the four points, and I'm betting the over 152. Thanks for listening. We'll recap it all tomorrow. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.